Hi, and welcome to the Power Source Podcast, a place where I talk about old school games from new school perspectives. And today, it's going to be a late episode, but I'm going to be a little bit more freeform with this one, doing something a little experimental. I want to talk about feeling combat in a game and what makes combat feel good. Um, So there's a lot of aspects that go into combat, um, designing combat, uh, that being the weapons used, uh, the way you have to use your weapons, that be with clicking with the mouth or the mouth, clicking with the mouse, or using the keyboard or a number pad, um, the sound effects, and the graphics. There's a, there's a couple, there's more elements probably somebody else could think of, but that's what I'm thinking of right now. So, you know, what? Let, let's dive a little bit into those. So, as for what weapons, see, I think... It's really important. Oh, another aspect is dealing damage and how much damage something does. So uh, as for what weapons to choose, here's what I find important. It's depending on what kind of game you're making and what kind of game you're playing, the combat style will change. If you're playing a first-person shooter, having uh, guns and things that you aim with are going to be uh, key. And then depending on what kind of first-person shooter, is it focused on maybe sneaking around? Is it focused on a lot of brute action? Depending on that, you can choose a different array of weapons from maybe a sniper for more of a stealthy approach or a crossbow. Or maybe some sort of a machine gun or a very loud AK for a sort of a, a brute force, all-violence, gun show type of approach. And, uh, you know, those can each factor into how the gameplay feels because if you have a a weapon that doesn't feel like it fits into the setting, it can make it feel clunky and useless and and not really work with the the way that, with the the game and and feel out of place. What else? Um, How to use the weapons. See, I find that some games, so... A lot of games recently, not recently, in general, have adopted uh, a couple different ways of scrolling through your weapons. That being, with um, with the with uh, the number keys on the, the top of the keyboard, or scrolling through with the mouse wheel. Uh, sometimes it incorporates both, either or. It depends. Um, that's that's just one factor for picking it. I find that. Um, depending on how fast-paced the game is, uh, one is better than the other. For example, if you're doing a stealth game, uh, personally, I find that the uh, the numbers work better because it gives you kind of just, you have more time to choose between weapons. But if you're trying to be really quick with something, the scroll wheel is much better since it allows you to kind of make uh, split-second decision and movements that maybe your uh, you know fingers or typing fingers, movement fingers, wouldn't be able to make. But other than that, for actually, you know, shooting or, or attacking, I think it really uh, depends on the type of weapon. I like games with melee in them. That's like stuff like swords and, and sort of hitting characters directly rather than shooting them from afar. Um, and, and for example, see in um, in Star Wars, uh, what is it called? Star Wars Jedi Knight, uh, Jedi Apprentice. I think I don't remember. Um, the The thing is, when you're in, when you're in, excuse me, 
when you're in shooting combat, when you're using any sort of blaster or, or anything like that, you go into first person mode. But as soon as you scroll to the lightsaber, you go into third person mode. And I really don't like it. I think it is a very, very annoying tight way of, of moving. And it bothers me a lot. Uh, when in contrary to um, another Star Wars game, Star Wars The Old Republic, that game is uh, always in third person mode during combat and is very rarely ever in a first person mode if there is anything such a thing in the game. You can kind of go into a, a faux first person mode, but just to look around, there's you can't really do anything. It all automatically goes into third person mode. And that one, yeah, it's third person for everything you do, for shooting, for using your lightsaber, for any sort of thing. And it was a weird adjusting to using a blaster, um, kind of a machine gun type thing. That's the character I have with a gun in third person. It was definitely strange to adjust, but it, you know, once, once you get used to it, once you get used to the, the combat fairly quickly, it doesn't actually feel that strange since it's kind of in line with the rest of the game, which I imagine that the, the game was, uh, mostly based around the lightsaber combat and then kind of expanded towards the blaster combat but it ended up working fairly well not excellent but you know it's definitely not doesn't feel as bad as Jedi Apprentice sound design so sound design has is has a lot to do with um how it feels to attack and how it feels to kill in games um because the the way that characters or enemies, and we'll say enemies in this in this case, react uh, to being hit, the way that you might be able to hear the hit, um, the way that uh, maybe you can, he- some sort of just sound effect for gaining a point, a sound effect that says that you've killed this enemy, are all really important to making the player feel like they've actually made progress. Because I've played games where you, you kill a, a bad guy, you kill an enemy, you move away to kill the next one without realizing that you actually haven't killed the last guy, you just knocked him down uh, and he gets back up and suddenly you're surrounded and, you know, you're done for. And so that can be really, really annoying. So it's really important for, you know, for all these aspects, for for characters to to make the you know necessary noises and as well as having stuff like uh, guns and weapons make the necessary noises so that you know that you're you're actually doing something and not just pressing a button repeated really repeatedly and I'm calling a lot on Star Wars The Old Republic because that's the game I've been playing recently um the the, the thing about the combat personally it's not intuitive it doesn't feel very uh it's very simple person for me it's just you know with my mouse aiming on which bad guy I want to kill um, clicking or pressing any button on my keyboard, any of the number buttons. Doing that basically over and over and over again for like three hours, which is very boring, uh, t- you know, when I say it, uh, but I like it because I'm insane. But, you know, t- my brother tried playing it the other day and he found it super boring because he's really used to playing a lot of uh, very intuitive first-person shooters that have a lot of different styles and are very, very fast-paced compared to this, where it's you're fighting three enemies at once and you have to kill the first one before you get the next one or else you get overwhelmed. And so, you know, it's not for everyone and it's not very good in general. But, see, that's uh, that's the important thing, is that, like... But as for sound effects, it 
it uses a lot of you know classic Star Wars sound effects from what I imagine is a sort of library of all these different sound effects for Star Wars, like stuff like ships leaving and and droids beeping, that sort of thing. But anyways, um, I don't like the the lightsaber sound effects as much as I like the gun sound effects because a blaster sound effect is, well, for one, I have a character who is kind of a heavy gunner and she's got kind of a rocket launcher type thing. And that one sounds really good when I use it because it's a lot of very sort of pew pew pew, very short bursts, as well as the rocket launcher part of it, where it's like sort of a thunking sound as it launches the, the grenade. And it's uh, it's very satisfying to hear because you feel like you are actually doing something, whereas a lightsaber is just the sound of it turning on and then basically just a bzz, bzz, bzz of a lightsaber for like three minutes and then you go and walk away. And so it's not super interesting, but, um, you know, I, I, it could definitely be better. Whereas, you know, in comparison, I like Postal Brain Damage, which is a demo I played recently and did review on this podcast. Um, I, the one thing that stuck out to me a lot was the sound design where, um, the, the way that the weapons reloaded, the sounds they made when they hit people, it was like sort of, it was very musical, I think is the best way I could describe it. The way it sort of dinked and, and, and almost sparkled the, when it, when you hit people, when you, when you shot people, it was really, really good. Uh, the sound effects were pleasing legitimately was like music that was one thing I don't know if I mentioned it but it did really enhance my experience it made the game feel harmonious I think is a good way to say it I could probably do a whole episode on on the way sound effects work in games and this is just a brief taste of that I have to do a little bit more research on that but it's really important to the way that this feels so damage so there, you might have heard of a term called bullet sponge, and uh, if you haven't, the way it means is, the way it means, huh, what it means is a character or an enemy that takes a lot of hits over and over and over again before you finally get them down, where, you know, think about it with another human being, realistically, one person gets down with like one, maybe two, maybe three bullets, you know, people don't withstand a lot of bullets so when you have human characters especially who can take a ton of hits with a gun it feels really unrealistic and very tedious another example star wars yellow republic i keep this game sucks i don't know why i keep playing it anyways i'm invested in the story but another example of star wars yellow republic is that it feels like everybody's a like a lightsaber sponge or a bullet sponge okay i get the armor a little bit more with the guns because blasters you know armor can go bounce off uh blasters can bounce off armor you know kind of more of a sci-fi thing but lightsabers cut through steel like they cut through three inch steel frequently in movies everywhere like they they, they're shown cutting through incredibly dense material and then suddenly it's what you slash a guy and he like lives and then he takes another 10 hits before he dies and it feels a little ridiculous it's like hey isn't this supposed to like kill people in like a second or like two if you're you know slow so it's it's very it's very tedious um but you know when when things are balanced correctly when the amount of damage you do and the amount of damage that an enemy can do and the amount of damage an enemy can take are balanced 
It makes you feel like you've actually accomplished something. Like you're not just, like I said, pressing the same button over and over again. It's very, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it works in a sort of, like I said, harmonious fashion where everything feels like a well-oiled machine working as it's supposed to. So as a closer, uh, one thing that somebody just stepped in and, and could, my brother who's been on the podcast mentioned to me is, uh, animation, which I can't believe I skipped over. I'm, I'm very tired. Something, something I can't believe I skipped over is animation when, uh, when enemies react to damage. Um, and this is a fairly new concept. It has been around, it's been around for a while, not super long and not all games do it, but I, th- but he told me that Doom uh, Eternal, I believe does it where characters will have stuff like location-based damage, where depending on what part of the body you shoot, that's maybe where the character will ragdoll or react to being shot from. So um, some older games have it, but only for headshots. But in general, it's stuff like headshots, getting shot in the arm or the legs that makes them trip over, that kind of thing. And it can be very satisfying because it doesn't just feel like, like I said, it doesn't just feel like you're just hitting a target, clicking a button. It feels like you're actually doing something in the game world, like having an effect on the world within that game. Um, other than Anna, like than Ragdoll, which isn't exactly, Ragdoll means when a character becomes affected by physics, uh, physics within the game. So they will essentially go limp like a doll and, and just sort of have their limbs go all wiggly and have to do whatever they want. So they essentially get affected by the force of the bullet and then go limp and then the, the momentum of the bullet moves them. It looks very cool. Uh, but actual animations, um, regardless of if they are location-based damage, having a variety of different animations for characters uh, dying, characters taking damage, uh, again, like I said, is very it can enhance your experience a ton. Um, so in general, to close up here, there's a lot of factors that can that can affect how dealing damage uh, makes a player feel good in the game. And though I'm not a game developer, I, I like to analyze these aspects of gaming so that, you know, I can compare them to other games I've played. And I like to see think that as I go on, as I try to experiment more with the different games I'm playing, I'll be able to have a, a broader experience and a broader collection of different uh, violence mechanics and different mechanics in general. Thank you so much. This is Max signing off.